Welcome to season three. I am so excited that you're back and listening to the Mass Business Podcast. I am your host, Matt Ward. I help uh, service-based business professionals get more word of mouth referrals. And in this season, we're talking all things referrals, strategies to grow businesses, and we're talking about outsourcing weakness, one of the key things to help grow a business. And we'll touch on that with all of our guests this season. But I'm excited to bring you our newest guest, Season 3, Episode 1. Our guest is John Younger. He's the owner of uh, Assisted Living Locators in Eastern Massachusetts, and he holds a Bachelor of Science degree in Psychology and Sociology from Springfield College. He's a Certified Senior Advisor and Certified Dementia Practitioner. He's a member of the Board of Directors on the Council of Aging in Amesbury, Mass., and he's a member of the National Association of Senior Advisors. He's also a 20-year volunteer with Special Olympics of Massachusetts, serving as a coach and director of his local program. As you can see, John has a lot of experience in business and in senior care, and we're going to talk a lot about how that helps his business grow and how he has morphed over time. Maybe you can get some points from that going forward. I hope you enjoy this episode. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Mass Business Podcast, where small business owners, also known as risk takers, share their stories about the growth of their business and themselves. Our interviews and our content is focused on growing a small business and understanding networking and referrals. I say it all the time, and I'll say it again today. You never know where your next referral will come from. Hey, 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 John, how are you? I'm terrific, man. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm high-fiving the world. Love that song by Celtic Kelly. Anybody interested in checking out that song, you can find that on Spotify, High Five the World. So, John, thanks for joining us. I'm really excited to talk with you about business growth and strategies in this episode. But before we do that, can you let our podcast listeners on their favorite podcast app and also our viewers on YouTube know what it is exactly you do in under 30 seconds or less? So I own a company called Assisted Living Locators. What I do is I help families and individuals who are no longer safe to stay at home or don't want to live at home find the most appropriate, healthy and safe senior living option, whether that be assisted living, assisted living with memory care or independent living. Okay. So you're helping place people into senior care. Yes. Uh, it, that's how I define it, so to speak. Now, yeah. I know a little bit about you and the business and the business model. So I want to just get this uh, right out at the top of the hour. This is a franchise model, correct? This is a franchise model, yes. And you Not have a that. territory, correct? Yes. And so I think that's important to put up front because some of the things you do are going to be different from those that are listening. But here's what I want the listener to be thinking about. The strategies that you use are in a confined area in a lot of ways. Right. Like they don't, some of our listeners are not forced to turn away people because they're outside of a zip code. 
you you are well, <laughs> to a degree that. you are oh no like okay then clarify that for I me i want to clarify that so I, I am not forced to tolerate any types of business whatsoever what i do is i have all these colleagues all over the country that can help with the move in with the discussion with the conversation with the resources and advice and i will refer to one of my colleagues who might be in a different state mm -hmm. so i look at that as being much more advantageous because i'm able to help out folks in the united states yeah so for example you're in massachusetts yeah. somebody um needs to place their mom in florida yeah what what value would it be for you to take that on if you don't know the facilities in florida this is exactly the reason behind when I'm talking with a client who wants to move out of state, I'm going to say, you know, I not, it's not fair for me to say that I know a certain area like Florida. Yeah. So it wouldn't be fair for me to say, take over that, uh, that research. Whereas I can introduce them to a really good colleague in any of the, in Florida who will right. just pick up, the torch from me and you'll go through your franchise to find that uh person or will you go outside the franchise to find that person as well i will go to whoever is the best colleague that i have the best person that i know so roundabout what that means is they might be somebody in my franchise mm -hmm. uh, family or mm -hmm. they could possibly be somebody outside of my franchise family who i just happen to know got it and so and so you're very territory or, or re, you know, zip code driven in that sense, yeah. because that's what you know. And, and so it's very similar to, say, a plumber who might only be able to go so far or a driveway paving company that might be able to go so far. Um, home health care is another one. We've had Ryan yeah. McInniff. I know you know him. We, he's been on the, on the podcast twice now. Um, so I'm interested in knowing in all your years in business and all those degrees and boards that you serve on and all those things I read in your bio, what's the biggest thing you've learned about being a business owner over that time? Uh, I think the biggest thing is to um, show up on a consistent basis, return phone calls quickly, return emails quickly. And when you don't know something, you find out what the answer is or you turn them on to somebody who knows better yeah so show up i i love that because that's something i preach in the networking world as well but to go a little bit deeper returning the phone calls i have always said even when i owned my agency that people told us all the time 60 percent of the time 65 percent of the time that they chose our company because uh, they couldn't get a hold of their current web provider and I think overwhelmingly, that's the number one reason why someone chooses a company is because their current provider is not calling them back. Right. And I also know that when a consumer reaches out uh, for a service, they're not going to wait very long. And in fact, they're unlikely to even leave a message before they just pick up the phone and call the next person in the listing on Google or whatever it is. And so you do need to respond as fast as possible. And I think that's a very valuable point. What systems do you put in place to make sure that that happens, John? Well, it, so I've got, you know, obviously there's, there's the voicemails and mm. there's the emails. The system really is, I'm just constantly checking, <laughs> checking and if I make sure I'm not missing anything. Yeah. Because 
with the cell phone, cell phones are great, but sometimes the, you know, the service doesn't work properly and you don't get notified that there's any, just a simple thing as a voicemail. So I'm yeah. always checking in just to be sure. And I'm calling people back right away. And that's the, to your point, the comment I get often is, wow, thanks for calling me back so quickly. I wasn't expecting a phone call. Oh, it's Sunday. I wasn't expecting a phone call. You know, or it's nine o'clock Friday night. I wasn't expecting a phone call. So no, because they were calling five people. They knew to call at five o'clock on a Sunday because they weren't going to get you. And they thought that they could call five people, leave messages and get five quotes right. on Monday morning. <laughs> right, right. The surprise. Oh, I didn't. I, I wasn't expecting a live person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, where does that come from, though, John? Because I know that I have that same philosophy. Um, where do you feel like that was built? That's a great question. Um, just in life in general, I think my experience as a consumer in not getting phone calls, my experience as an entrepreneur seeing other businesses fail at that speed, return phone call or return email. It just, it's just, for me, it's common courtesy. Yeah. It's common courtesy to, to, Respond. Be responsive. I think that as I asked you the question, I, I wasn't even sure I knew the answer for myself, right? And as you started talking about that, I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what it is, right? It's our frustration as consumers yeah. with others not replying back to us or getting back to us and our insatiable desire to not have that happen with our customers. And at the end of the day, I think that's what destroys a business. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, I don't know how people can keep a business going if they're not responsive. Um, Number one complaint I see on social media all the time is they never call me back. No, it's, it's, it, I just don't want, I want, people should have a, a first class experience with anything that they do, no matter what, going out to eat, getting an Uber, yeah. you know, looking at assisted livings. Doing radio shows, people should have a first-class experience because the key here is is they don't have a first-class experience. Other people are going to hear about that. Yeah, people like to come. People like to complain more than they like to praise. That's for sure. Say, hey, great job. Yeah. Because we fight for those positive reviews, those positive LinkedIn recommendations. We fight for those, but yet it's so easy to get the negative ones. and it's such a challenge. Um, talk a little bit about what your strategy is for growing your business and how you currently grow your business. Okay. It's um, it's really all about, I've, this is the hardest job I've ever had. The hardest thing I've ever done. It is the most rewarding experience of my entire life. The reason why I say it's the hardest thing I've ever done is because I have to be out and about every day talking to people letting people know and that can be a, that can be via a zoom because of mm -hmm. know, the pandemic we've gone through we've all become very very zoom comfortable or mm -hmm. at least oriented to it it's it's just letting people know that this service exists that i exist that people don't have to go about this search alone that people don't have to go on the internet and get sucked into what can be a, a rat hole on the internet 
So it's really all about constant communication, constantly talking to people, asking for, you know, asking for referrals from satisfied clients. No, you didn't just say that from the guy that talks about not asking for referrals. (laughs) Oh, that was gross. So I'll have to retrain you. I've been watching some of your stuff. I know so, you yeah. have, right? You got to, you haven't seen that video yet, have you? No. <laughs> Never asked for a referral. I'll just no, send you that no. one. That's so good. Uh, look, my my way is not the only way. Right. I had a great conversation with a guy recently who teaches in sales training to ask for referrals, and we completely disagree on that approach. Um, but what's great about it is you can be successful doing it the way he trains, and you can be successful doing it the way I train, and it's all about what you're comfortable with. So we're talking about actually doing a program together on uh, wow. the That'd fight be... over asking or not asking for referrals. It's going to be the big be boxing match that you UFC 82. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be Battling good. Referral sources. Yeah, there you go. I'll and so, um, I mean, I think, so you bring up a good valid point is that you have to be out and about and building relationships and networking. And that's hardcore what you're doing. That's how yeah. we met. But the pandemic hit. Yes. And then what? Well, interesting because since I work in the world of assisted living and skilled nursing, um, everything came to a screeching halt. Mm-hmm. Everything shut down. You couldn't go. I couldn't go visit my clients. I couldn't go visit community facilities, communities to, uh, to train with them and to understand what they do. Mm-hmm. So I really... what. <laughs> I started doing um, Zoom interviews. So how did I keep in touch with potential referral sources is I started doing these interviews and it was all about, it was called, I call it five minutes with and whoever, it could be anybody Mm -hmm. in senior care. And the premise of it really was, honestly, I was bored. I couldn't go anywhere. Hey, hey, Sally, Jane, I'm I'm bored. Can you come yeah. on my show? <laughs> uh, and the and the other premise was, I saw Zoom as a great platform for people to talk about what they do mm-hmm. and how they can help other folks. Mm-hmm. And so, ra- rather than you know, everybody's endured in no offense, everybody's mm-hmm. endured the the large networking groups yeah. where you've got thirty seconds to tell tell people what you do, and yeah. then that's it. Right. So I kind of envision this this concept of let's talk for five minutes. So you have a five minute spotlight on what you can do. So that's what you what you do with that, though, John. What did you turn that into a video and then put it all over yeah. social media? So uh, I turned it into a video, put it out on faith on my Facebook and my LinkedIn, gave the interviewee the link so they could do what they wanted. Uh-huh. Um, John, how many of these did you do? Um, I just did number 88 the other day. So this is like a short version podcast. It's short, short form podcast. It's like a five minute interview. Right. And it's, I mean, literally it's, Hey, and I introduced them. I said, tell us about what you do. And I might throw a couple of questions, leading questions in here or there, but I thought I saw that as a great opportunity for other people to build their business through this interview process. I saw it as a great opportunity for me to just stay in touch with people. It's a genius idea, John, an absolutely yeah. genius idea. I, lo- I love it because so when the pandemic started, I did something somewhat similar, although not the same, as I started these weekly Zoom calls that was twice a week. They were on Mondays, 
and Thursdays, Monday mornings at 8 a.m. and Thursdays at like 5 p.m. And they were free to come on. Anybody could come on and network. And, and you know, we were just, everybody was kind of in the room and we just chit chat and, and you know, just meet people. And they were always small groups, like less than 12 people, which yeah. was nice. Yeah. Um, but I was just giving an outlet to people. And so the question is, listener out there, viewer out there, how are you modifying when you need to modify? How are you pivoting? And what, what types of things are you doing? Think about what John did. Could you do a short form video interview with just literally everybody you know and give them an opportunity to get the word out on their business, thereby helping you get the word out on your business? Right. Because I'm a big believer in the connection, right? The, the, the touch points, the check-ins. And a five-minute interview on Zoom is a perfect check-in. And you're leading with caring because, and that's everything I talk about, you're leading with caring because you're giving them an opportunity and you're not selling them anything. No. No, it's an opportunity for them to talk about what they do. It's an opportunity for them. And, you know, everything in the in, in Internet and ethos stays out there forever. So I've actually encouraged the people that I've interviewed, take the link put it out there once a month. Don't let people forget about you. Um, put it as a, in your signature. I've seen, yep. I've seen people put it in their signature because it's just added reinforcements that you're here. You're not going anywhere. You're going to show up and this is what you do. And that's, that's important. So, so the fact of showing up, I, I love how you said, you know, the number one rule to you in business was showing up and when you couldn't show up, you found a way to show up. Right. Not only did you, not only did you help others show up, which is the approach that you took, but in doing so, you showed up on eighty-eight episodes of this, constantly everywhere where everybody's sharing it and everybody's clicking it. And I'm like, who's this John Younger guy? Right. I see him everywhere. You know what? He just did one of those with Jane down the street. He just did one with Sally over at this other facility. It's great. It's awesome. And awesome. then it's not hard to get the person to say, hey, you should go on John Younger's five-minute show. It only takes five minutes. Yeah. It's, That's and fantastic. I'm always, looking for I'm always looking for people who are in senior care. You know, I'm, I haven't stopped. It's been going for over a year, and I haven't. it's slowed down a bit because sure. you know, ADA is a lot of people. Um, yeah. But I'm still doing it. Yeah, and I think I think that's for the listeners and viewers out there. That's something so unique, right? And different. What can you do for your business that could be a five-minute highlight for somebody else? And you don't need to get editors involved and writers involved and graphic designers involved. You can if you want to go that level, but you don't have to. You can literally just do Zoom. Don't do the low. Like we have, we have the screen design. So if you're watching on YouTube, you see it. If you're not, if you're listening on podcast, you don't see it. But if you jump over to YouTube, you'll see this. We produce social media graphics. You don't have to do any of that stuff. You can just literally create the video and throw it up on YouTube and grab the YouTube link and then give it to all these people and they'll share it out there. And I think that's such a great idea, John. Thank you so much. Um, Great pivot. Where did you learn that from? Did you just come up with it or did you, did somebody else in the industry do it? No. So I've got to give credit where credit is due. I came up with the idea, but mm -hmm. I kind of spun it off of, there's a, a, a gentleman by the name of Kevin Willett. 
I know Kevin Willett. Yeah, absolutely. You know, friends of Kevin. And I've been yeah. involved with his group for five years. Yeah. And he does, he was doing this three questions with, and he would ask three questions. So I actually was thinking, I'm going to do that, but I'm not going to ask any questions. You know, I want to, you know, put, allow the person I'm interviewing to have the, to have the um, spotlight. Oh, there you go. So I actually emailed Kevin and asked permission and he's yeah. like, Go ahead. Yeah, I yeah, own, yeah. I don't own the idea. Um, so yes, it was it was my it was it was an offshoot of a small of another idea. Which is a great idea. You know, when he does the three questions with Kevin, it's it's three questions he's asking about the industry that you're in. So yeah. it's a it's again a it's a promotional bit, but you know, and some people will watch these things and many people won't, but that isn't the point. The point is you're connecting with somebody, you're giving them a spotlight and they appreciate that. That's a caring move. Yeah. That's the stuff that gets referrals, right? Consistently. Right. I think that's powerful, you know? Um, and before this, what, what, what did you do before you got into this business, John? Oh, I, <laughs> um, I was in corporate America. Yeah. Um, I was so, a regional manager for a microprocessor semiconductor manufacturer so you weren't doing five minute bits in that in no business. <laughs> no no i was this this is a total reinvention re-engineering of of myself as a human being how do you feel about that re-engineering awesome. you said it's the most rewarding work you've ever done it is absolutely i'm so glad that this happened i'm so thrilled you know it's just not it's it's human this is human and I was just telling someone this morning, the most rewarding and the most rewarding thing I've ever done, because every single client has said consistently, thank you so much, John, never would have found this place without you. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting chill every time I'm getting chill mm -hmm. five years later, I'm getting chills just saying that it's just, um, it's not corporate America. Yeah. You no, know, it's not. I, I vowed never to do a PowerPoint again. <laughs> As a professional speaker, that's a little hard to vow for myself. Right. But no, I don't have to do PowerPoint, so I don't do PowerPoint. One of the things that, um, you know, in my recently new released book, The High Five Effect, How to Do Business with People Who Bring You Joy, I talk about this idea that people left corporate America because they wanted three things, more money, more time, and more freedom. Specifically, I think it's the more freedom aspect, certainly the more time aspect, and sometimes it's the more money, but usually the money leads them out the door. The time becomes what they kind of want, but they don't quite realize that what they truly want is the freedom, and it's the freedom of choice. The freedom of choice in the calendar, the freedom of choice on marketing ideas, the freedom of choice to pivot and do a five-minute you know, video interview thing. Um, it's all of that, and... You're now five years, you said, into this business. Yeah, yeah. So you've made the SBA, passed the SBA statistic. I did. Right? Of like 90%. It's, it, it, by the way, I put it in the book. It's like 50% fail in the first two years. Mm -hmm. And then there's a whole escalating scale of a different percentages as you get up to five years. But something like 80 or 90% of small businesses fail in the first five years. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's because they're not getting enough money. And they need that to survive. And then they're so burnt out because they're spending all their time running the business. Is small business ownership what you thought it was going to be? I honestly, I, I can't say I gave it a lot of thought. 
I can't say. I mean, this is actually my second business mm-hmm. um, that I've that I've started and run. Um, I just kind of had an idea. I liked the idea, and I just did it. You know, is it everything I thought it was going to be? I. It's turned into everything I like it to be. But did I give it? Did I did I think about what it was going to get me? Not really. It was just mm-hmm. more of a focus on. Why'd you do it, John? Well, the, the personal story, we all have a personal story. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 10 years ago, um, I had a relative who was going through the process of looking for assisted living for their parents. Uh, both were um, in need of assisted living and eventually memory care because mm-hmm. one, of, one of them had Alzheimer's. And I just watched. There was a lot of people involved, so I stayed out of it. This is when I was in the corporate world, and and it was just so much misconceptions, so much misinformation, so no education. That what happened was my my aunt and uncle they ended up moving three times in three years mm. for many different reasons, and that's just wrong, you know. Mm. That's just wrong. So I just thought there was some way that I could kind of. Insert my. I came up with the idea of being able to insert myself in the middle of the families mm-hmm. and the communities, the facilities, to help facilitate the whole process. Because the facilities, the communities, they need to understand what kind of a resident they're getting. Yeah. And the families need to understand what kind of place they're moving to. No one knows the questions to ask. No one knows. So I ended up doing some volunteer work at a at a. Um, hospice center um, because my biggest question was, do I like seniors? I don't know. Mm. I've worked with seniors before, mm-hmm. but I did some volunteer work. Then um, I kind of did some informational interviews at different assisted living so I could understand mm-hmm. the process. Mm-hmm. And as I was doing that, this franchise opportunity, this came to be, and it was right exactly what I wanted to do. Mm. which was put myself in the middle to make sure that everybody's getting fantastic service. They know what they're getting both, both ways, you know, right. both ways. And it would be, make for a much easier research and transition. Um, should they choose to stay home or not? Yeah. So I, you know, sort of a takeaway there is for those of you who might be thinking about launching your own small business, is the research the proper research mm-hmm. right um if you if you are thinking about doing a side hustle from your full-time job and trying to make that a full-time gig instead of a side hustle you know this volunteerism this this idea of inserting yourself into the industry in advance so that you don't waste a bunch of time money and effort perhaps doing the wrong thing um that's a great lesson right there and i love it uh i never did that like i mean i when I had my design agency, I guess I maybe did a website, but yeah, I didn't really do the website. I didn't code anything. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I thought I was making a big mistake. Then I ended up selling the company for a million bucks. So I guess I did all right. Excellent. <laughs> I guess I did all right. Um, John, one of the things I like to ask um, our guests before we wrap up is um, uh, two two good questions. The first one is, there's a lot of businesses out there that don't know what software to use. What software of any kind would you recommend that small businesses at least take a look at that could help them 
grow their company and that you could not live without? Um, anything accounting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I, QuickBooks I, or something like that. QuickBooks, Wave, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not the accountant. Yeah. Um, I don't, I actually have a CPA that just does yeah. all my bookkeeping and all that that's stuff. Cool. I just, yeah. that's, that's what I would, I, I, I love outsourcing that stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I have no interest in doing bookkeeping. No, no. I mean, I don't mind looking at the bank account every now and then. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and, and using the, the software to figure out the, the profit and loss statements yeah. or, or whatnot, even though I don't quite know how to read them. As yeah. long as it's not negative, I'm. I know that's. Good. I have the same issue. Yeah. yeah. The other question is, um, because we have all these small business uh, business owners listening on and watching on YouTube, what is your favorite business book that you would recommend that they take a read? What is that? Unstoppable. It's Unstoppable. It's called Unstoppable. It's a recipe for success in life and business. But who's and- it by? It's by um, Betsy Craig. Okay. And the way it's set up is she is somebody who went through all kinds of personal, financial, psychological, mental health problems, big, big issues. And she founded a company that invented the um, nutrition labels that you see on everything now. Mm -hmm. So she invented that, the whole breakdown. Um, and how to get that into the into the system and it's very easy because she has 10 lessons you know things like um you know things like passion alone won't pay the rent you know customer mm-hmm. service always do what's right you know always do the right thing um don't quit pivot <laughs> pivot is yeah. the word of 2020 yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think well, my in my favorite is the very last chapter, which is gratitude has a place at the table every day. Mm-hmm. And the reason why it's my favorite is because sit back and take a look and be grateful for what you're doing and what you've accomplished, and those people around you that have helped, and those people around you have not helped because sometimes they're a good influencer, they're a good motivator. Don't do that. Do this instead. Yeah. So. I found that on I've read it a couple times. Um, I'm almost ready to read it again. There you go. That's great. Whenever uh, listeners out there, whenever you hear that one of our guests has read a book more than once, then uh, that's, that's one you really want to take notice of because they believe in it firmly. They picked up a tidbit in the first time. So they read it a second time. They picked up another tidbit. Now they're reading it a third time, right? Uh, I learned from Larry Winget that the idea of reading a book is not to consume all the information in a book. It is to actually learn one thing that you can implement moving forward. Implement it. Then go back and read the book and see if you can find one more thing that you can implement. Right. Sometimes there's so many great ideas in a book. It's like drinking from a fire hose and it's just you just can't do it all. So, and in fact, when I was writing my new book, The High Five Effect, How to Do Business with People That Bring You Joy, shameless plug um i cut so much out of the book because it was too much content for the book and the reader to consume at a level that was implementable and that is the challenge right is that um the the goal of reading a book is to get an idea and implement something 
And right. so if we put too many in there, it won't work. So that's awesome. John, thanks for coming on the show. If, if somebody wants to network with you and they want to learn more about what you're doing in senior care and, and even the volunteerism that you're doing, how can they get a hold of you, John? Well, you know, even if you're in senior care and you want a five-minute interview. There you go. Well, there you go. Five-minute yeah. interview. Yeah. How can they get a hold of you? Best way. So my cell phone number is 508-878-8878. And my email address is Younger, letter J, younger, at assisted livinglocators.com and we'll make sure we put all that contact information in the show notes so that you have them on your podcast app they'll be in the uh, description of the video on youtube for the episode and also in the show notes on our website so uh, no matter where you're watching or listening to this podcast you can find exactly how to contact john john it's been great having you on the show i thank you so much for coming on thanks for Um, having me matt appreciate it. it was a lot of fun Listeners, if you would kindly subscribe to your to our podcast on your favorite podcast app or hit subscribe and smash the notification button right here on YouTube, we'd love for you to do that and be yet another subscriber on one of those channels. And until next time, don't forget to live happy, smile a lot, and high five everyone around you. Thank you for listening to the Mass Business Podcast, where we focus on growing a small business and understanding networking and referrals. Don't forget to like on your favorite platform and share out this podcast. This show has been produced by Heather Grant, music by Celtic Kelly, all rights reserved. I'm your host, professional speaker, author, and word of mouth referral consultant, Matt Ward. Don't forget to live happy, smile a lot, and high five everyone around you. Feeling all right. High five the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. High five the world. Make a difference today. High five the world. What a thing to say. Do you feel what I'm telling you? There's really nothing to